With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Thursday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malsberg Show here on TNT. Those of you who are regulars and those of you who are just uh, infrequent uh, uh, tuners, inners, or whatever you want to call yourselves, you know that uh, critiquing the media uh, and, and expressing outrage of what passes as media these days uh, is, is one of my fortes and one of my obsessions. And my relationship with the uh, Media Research Center and the folks at Newsbusters goes back. Man, I mean, I know we were at the convention together in 2008 when I was at WOR um, uh, with the, the late Noel Shepard and I, we, we did a lot there. And I, I know we went back even further than that with Newsbusters. So, uh, it's been a long relationship and these guys are really, really great when it comes to exposing, um, what goes on. And I just want you to watch this before we get to our guests. This is, uh, Eric Shiner from the Media Research Center explaining a study that they recently conducted, which is, beyond shocking um, and beyond troubling, here is uh, Cut 228. Oh, it is indeed. And joining us now to explain what's going on here uh, and, and how they all discovered it over at uh, Media Research Center, Dan Schneider is vice president of the MRC Free Speech America, MRC Business and External Affairs Division, previously served as the executive director of the American Conservative Union. So it's a name we all know. Uh, Dan, welcome aboard, sir. Steve, thanks a lot for having me. It's my pleasure. Okay, um, so <laughs> so what we have here, and it doesn't come as a complete shock uh, on the surface because we know what the Biden administration, through their agencies, through the FBI and other other government agencies, how they during the you know how they have gone to the media, social media, this that, and other things, and 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 how they they you and what they're doing with the Justice Department and going after Trump and their their version of democracy uh, is certainly different than the democracy uh, Americans think that uh, we live under. However. This really takes it to another level. Explain how this seminar 
um, what what went on at this seminar using, again, my tax dollars and your tax dollars to train educators to indoctrinate children in schools uh, to the leftist agenda to become leftist activists and did it in conjunction with agencies from the German government who do the same thing. It is mind boggling. Yeah, Steve, it, it is <clears throat> stunning, mind boggling. I think we have run out of adjectives and <laughs> outrageous words to describe what's going on. Uh, there, there are some particularly interesting things, however, in what we have discovered. Uh, one thing that is com- particularly interesting to me is that we see that this is not being done just by different departments unilaterally. Instead, in this case, you know, there was an orchestration here. It started at the U.S. State Department, uh, and the State Department incubated this project with the University of Würzburg, in Germany, uh, and then after a year-long effort of you know, conducting uh, 11 seminars over the course of the year, it was decided that this was a successful model for U.S. schools. So they so they expanded it to DHS, and DHS is now providing 25 times the amount of funding that the State Department did. But but Steve, let me yeah. point something out that's really critical here. Yeah, please. Uh, this is the University of Würzburg. I'd never heard of it before, but I know, you know what it's about when you discover whose alma mater it is. It is none other than Joseph Goebbels, Hitler's propagandist-in-chief. And the University of Würzburg is the place wow. that births all kinds of censorship programs and propaganda programs. So then the main U.S. Uh, grantee in this whole thing is a woman who who pr- who says that she is a proud propagandist. And in these grant applications to the State Department and to the Department of Homeland Security, they specifically talk about propagandizing and why propaganda is so valuable and how it was valuable in World War One and in World War II, and that they want to propagandize students today. So we haven't we are we taxpayers have paid to bring a German censorship and propaganda model into American classrooms all over the country. And, you know, if you if you wanted to make something up and, and, and say that it was Goebbels uh, 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 school, you know, they'd say, well, that would be nice if it were true. You know, that would fit the uh, narrative. But it is true. I, I mean, this is this is beyond just beyond. So let me let me ask you this. First of all, you mentioned the Department of Homeland Security. That was part two of what you guys put out. Um, and, and, and if I got my facts straight here, that money came from the uh, te- te- Homeland Se- Department of Homeland Security terrorist prevention program, again, used to censor conservatives. You, I, 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 you know, I know the media is going to bury it, as the as the video we heard uh, said they they would bury it, and I'm sure they they I know they have buried it because I haven't seen it in you know mainstream media. We're not going to see it in mainstream media. That's not a surprise. But let me ask you this: Have Republicans reached out to you when you guys do a story like this? See, to me, and I'm sure you'll agree, and and in your previous position, you may want to agree, you may not want to agree, but Republicans suck 
at getting the message out. Republicans don't know how or for whatever reason won't get the message out. Even on abortion, they could win that if they tried, if they explained, because the public overwhelmingly doesn't favor what Harris and the rest of them say. It's a woman's body. Nobody has a right to tell them what to do. That means abortion on demand. That's not where the public is. But the Republicans say, oh, no, we can't talk about that. There are so many issues. So let me ask you about this. You put out something like this. Have you guys received a call? You don't have to tell me who or anything. Have you received a call from a congressional aide, a congressperson, a senator, anybody on the Republican side saying, what? I mean, this needs to be investigated by the Congress. So tell me, is there any interest on their part? Yeah, well, Steve, I'm I'm happy to let you know that there's a lot of interest. And uh, within the congressional levels, at the highest levels. And uh, and I mean that uh, in terms of leadership Good. in the House, Good. as well as the right committee chairman. Um, and, you know, I would look, I, I don't want to betray confidences here. So I'm no, 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 no. I don't want day. you to. I, I just I. Yeah. Your answer is is uh, is very encouraging. Keep going. <laughs> well, well. And let me just tell you, Senator Josh Hawley, two hours after we released our report. You know, we got a copy of a letter that he sent the DHS secretary. Alejandro Mayorkas demanding <laughs> answers. So, uh, I mean, this is, this is so shocking. And, and by the way, Steve, if you go to our report, if your listeners go to our report, we have links uh, to each one of our assertions of fact so they can click on those links. They can look at the grant application. They can look at the emails that have gone back and forth. They can see what these, these seminars show. We, we have watched hours of these actual seminars. We have, we have suffered through hours watching this stuff to document it. It's all true. We didn't make any of this up. We've not exaggerated any of it. It's what's going on. It is, it is, and that this is another thing. Again, if voters knew this, because I think I, I think parents have so much, they're so much, they're so overwhelmed with what's going on, what their kids are subjected to in schools nowadays, with the you know the indoctrination and the bathrooms, and it's against the law to tell a parent if their kid tells a teacher they want to change bathrooms or change sexes. You can't tell the parent. I mean, it's just so it, it doesn't register. It's so outrageous. And now this on top of it all. Uh, it, it's consistent, but it's 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 just uh, it, it's overwhelming. I mean, when my kid is long out of college, but if I went through this when he was in grammar school and 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 middle school and high school, I mean, I don't know how I would. I, I think I'd freak out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Steve, the left is so smart. Um, you know, so we're talking about a grant provided by the State Department, and then a follow-up grant provided by the Department of Homeland Security. But right. they have multiplied. The, the financial power of this a thousandfold, 10,000fold by putting this into classrooms. Now we've got state and local taxes that fund all of our public school system actually being used to indoctrinate and propagandize kids based on this whole German censorship model. I mean, it, it yeah. and, and so then, and, and I know that you heard Eric Shiner say this on the video, but it, it is breathtaking. Our taxpayer dollars that are supposed to be used to capture terrorists are instead being used to pay children yep. to create left-wing Instagram posts. 
Yeah, yeah. And with $1,000 uh, prizes for the best ones, and they use video games to do the educators uh, to, to brainwash the kids. It is it is something out of a, a, a horrible fiction. And it, it thank you guys for exposing it. I want to have you back uh, as this progresses and as, as the Congress does get a hold of it. I'd love to talk to you more about it. Dan, uh, thank you so much for coming on. A pleasure to talk to you, sir. Pleasure, Steve. You're a hero. <laughs> no, you're the heroes, but thank you. And say hello to everybody, all my friends over there at uh, MRC. Uh, Dan Schneider, ladies and gentlemen, Vice President, MRC Free Speech America, MRC Business and External Affairs Division here on the Steve Molesberg Show. It, I mean, if this doesn't top it, if this isn't the topper to everything, and if this doesn't, if this doesn't alarm you, because this is beyond the media. This, I mean, this, this isn't the media, okay? We know what to expect from the media. And unfortunately, we know what to expect from the Biden administration run by, in my view, Barack Obama and his people. It's an extension. It's term three. He was asked about term three after Biden won in 2022. He was on late, the late, late show. And Colbert asked him, what would a third term look like? He said, I envisioned myself sitting in a basement with a, you know, a, a microphone and someone has an earpiece in the Oval Office. Not literally, but that's what's happening. That's what's been happening. That's what will continue to happen. And this, this, this spending my money and your money and America's money, even if it was, even if it was privately funded, but it's not. And using a German, a school out of Germany that does this with its history, with one of its most infamous, the d- 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 despicable graduates in its history, and 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 they bring it here, and it's all about indoctrinating our kids, and that's why you have. I mean, don't think indoctrination hasn't been taking place. But this is above and beyond. That's why you have what you have on college campuses. That's why you have what you have in the Biden administration, in government, waiting to get into government, waiting to get into law firms, waiting to get into to, 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 to public, the public arena and run it as they see fit. Not according to our democratic principles, not according to the best and the brightest, but according to checking the boxes and making villains out of anybody who disagrees with you. Just listen to Biden. Mega this, or I'm sorry, mega this, mega that. Mega's dangerous, mega's evil. And look what we just found out today. That the, the Treasury Department under Joe Biden went to banks and told banks to monitor financial transactions and, and if there were any key words, like uh, any books uh, about uh, Trump or, or any purchases at places like uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, which could have been a gun or anything related to MAGA, had to be reported to the government. Monitoring U.S. citizens. I mean, I, you know, there might have been 70 something million of them who had some kind of transaction related to MAGA. I don't know. I don't know. I just know we're headed to, I've heard it speculated today that they're keeping these lists. Anybody who, like I said, who, 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 who bought something 
or spent money on something related to MAGA, related to Trump, related to January 6th, as long as it wasn't illegal, they have every right to books, a gun, if it's legally purchased, doesn't matter. If they're MAGA people, if they're on the right, they're on a list. What do you think is going to happen to that list? Think it's going to go away? They're going to hold that freaking list. When I say they, Obama and his disciples. And if they keep power, increase power. I've said it before, not even referencing this. The country as we know it is over if they keep power. And I'm talking about through elections. I'm not talking about battling in the streets like Antifa and BLM likes to do. I'm talking about through elections. If they took the Senate with 60 votes and if they took the, um, the um, well, if they, they don't even have to have 60 votes to get rid of the filibuster, they could get rid of the filibuster. They could pack the Supreme Court. They could end the Electoral College. They could, as I said, put two more states in Washington, D.C. is state and Puerto Rico is state, four more Democratic senators. The country's over. Over if that happens. And some would say the country's over now. Look what they're doing. Look at this. Look at this media research center report. Go to newsbusters.org. It's the top story up there. Newsbusters.org. Very easy. We are, and again, these creeps, these two, they, they're smart and they know what they're doing exactly what they're doing and with the help of useful idiots like scarborough and the rest of them who claim that they they you know trump is this they don't like trump but 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 they've they, they turned from not liking trump to supporting biden to supporting democrats to trashing the republican party so they support everything i'm talking about they might say they don't but if they're pushing the election of these people, what the hell do they think is going to happen? What's going to happen? It's dangerous. It's scary. And they do. And they are doing exactly what they tell us Trump will do if he's elected. Oh, Kamala's scared. And, and Michelle Obama can't sleep. Because democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is under attack now by the left, by Biden, by Obama, by all of them on so many levels. The DOJ, not only what they're doing to Trump, but what they do to conservatives. And I'm not even talking about January 6th. The double standard. How they let people go. Antifa, church, uh, uh, pro-life centers, arrests, you know, uh, anything. Nah, no, 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 no. MAGA people, they're the ones. They're the threat to this country. What the FBI did talking to the, uh, to the, to the networks, that Hunter Biden laptop certainly does look like a uh, Russian propaganda. Be careful what you say about it. I wouldn't do the story if I were you. I'm paraphrasing. It's all over. I don't mean it's all over. I mean, it's, it's not it's all over that we're done. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's in multiple areas all over the place. But 
again, we're not far from it being all over. Democracy as we know it, not because of Donald Trump. He wants to be a dictator on day one. No, he doesn't. And he said he doesn't. He said for one day, not on day one. And he said, you know, that's such it's uh, that I'm giving it that I'm giving it even even the, the, the recognition is so insane because it, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's again, it's just like it's it's just like when he said there are good people on both sides. And then and, and that's why that's why Joe Biden ran for president. I guess he didn't hear 50 seconds later when Trump said, I'm not talking about neo-Nazis or white supremacists because they could be they should be condemned always. And if he just watched the news, of course, he didn't hear it because the news never told anybody about it. They said that Donald Trump said that the white supremacists and the neo-Nazis, some of them were good people, but he didn't. He made that clear 50 seconds later. And it wasn't because of a question that he asked, that he was asked, that he made it clear. He himself brought it up while he was talking and said, of course, I'm not talking about white supremacists or neo-Nazis. They should be condemned always. Now, that's the media. That's how they fit in. Fake news by omission. Fake news by omission compared to everything that we're seeing happen in this country. Department of Homeland Security, State Department, brainwashing our kids, holding seminars, teaching teachers with Germans how to brainwash our kids. And on and on and on. This and democracy is under threat from Trump if he wins. No, if he loses, democracy is over. Over because it's it's in the process of being over now. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's such a dangerous, dangerous time. And, I, you know, hey, you, you ever you ever come out and see, you ever say something about Trump? Anybody, any of your friends know you're a Trump supporter? You ever walk around in a MAGA hat? I'm sure they have a video of you in a MAGA hat, not your friends. I'm sure the government has a video of you in a MAGA hat. I'm sure you're on a list. And who did I hear today said, remember Hillary talked about how the MAGA people or the basket full of deplorables who were the MAGA people need to be um, re-educated? Well, one day they'll knock at your door. Uh, we're here to see Joe Blow. That's me coming with us. What? The bus is outside. You're going to camp and you're not playing baseball. You think that's far-fetched? You think that's far-fetched? Think again. Think again. Well, Republicans have to fight back. They have to fight back. They have to, they have to hold a news conference and say every... Not, I'm not patting myself on the back. And then when I say they have to say everything I just said, I don't mean the way I said it or the words I used or anything. I just mean they have to say everything I just said, meaning get the word out. Fight back. Trump's not the threat to democracy. Look around you. Look what's happened. Look what will happen if they stay in power. Democracy is already dying. And it has nothing to do with Trump or mega people. It's the ones claiming it does that are killing democracy. And they know it. 
and they love it because they hate this country. Not all of them. I don't, I don't think all of them know it. I think some of them are just really useful idiots. But Obama, you think Obama ever loved this country? Don't you remember when he was president, how he went overseas and, and, and diminished the greatness of America and America, uh, uh, America, um, um, uh, how did he, what's, what's the phrase? America, uh, exceptionalism. He downplayed America exceptionalism overseas because that's how he feels. That's who he is. Michelle said, I'd never, I've never been proud of my country until Obama, until my husband got the nomination. They hate this place. Rules for radicals. That's Obama's guide. Read it. Get it. Understand what's going on. Rules for radicals. All right, folks, um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh, video and sound for you right here. Steve Malsberg on TNT. JDRF's vision is to create a world without type 1 diabetes. The type 1 diabetes community is at the heart of everything JDRF does. We were founded by the type 1 diabetes community. In the main, we are governed by the type 1 diabetes community, we're energised by the type 1 community and we're accountable to the type 1 diabetes community. It's on their behalf that we exist and it's on their behalf that we must succeed. JDRF exists to rid the world of type 1 diabetes. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So for us, that means rallying all the resources and all the people and all the organisations required to make that a reality as quickly as possible. The world's best researchers, exciting innovative companies and the passion of the type 1 diabetes community then delivered through the health system so lives get better every day, day after day, until the day we find a cure. To everybody in the type 1 diabetes community, no matter your age or stage with the disease, whether you were diagnosed recently or a long time ago, we need you to know that we are here working on your behalf to deliver a world without type 1 diabetes as quickly as we can. Thank you to everybody who supported JDRF in so many ways. You are making our vision of a world without type 1 diabetes possible. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14 and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care. And they also help kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. All right, so um, let's get back uh, to uh, 
some of the other issues. And uh, one of them is uh, back to the media for a second. Remember when they censored Donald Trump on Monday when he gave his victory speech uh, after winning the Iowa caucuses? And MSNBC, we played you, Rachel Maddow, saying, well, uh, the pre you know, former president's going to give his speech, but we're not bringing it to you. Uh, we don't like lies. Blah, 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 blah. And <clears throat> at one point, uh, Jake Tapper on CNN uh, cut out of it. So Donald Trump referenced that uh, the other day in New Hampshire, I think yesterday in New Hampshire, and talked about the media. It's a shortcut, but nonetheless, he, he did cover it and good for him. Here is cut uh, 241. But we were talking about a show and how corrupt the press is. And last night, it was amazing. NBC and CNN refused to air my victory speech. Think of it. Because they are crooked, they're dishonest, and frankly, they should have their licenses or whatever they have taken away. They put on, they put on Nikki Haley. She came in third, a distant third, like I mean a distant third. And they put on Ron DeSanctimonious, who came in a boring second. Now, he, we don't talk about him too much because over here he's polling at 4%, so we'll save him where he seems to go up. But we haven't found that place yet. He's gone down a lot. <laughs> but I love I love the uh, the reference to the the crooked media, and he's right, you know, in his first term. And then you get people crying about, oh oh, if he's elected, he he's going to look to close down media outlets. Well, media outlets are closing him down. Media outlets aren't letting the public decide for themselves what's true and not and what's not true. Media outlets are censoring the former president of the United States, who's the who's the top uh, at, at top of all the polls when it comes to who's going to be the next president. And they're censoring him because they have to they're the keepers of truth. So, again, that's democracy. That's freedom of the press. No, of course not. But these same media outlets will tell you that if Trump's elected, oh, the end of democracy, and he's going to close down media outlets he doesn't like. Which, of course, how, how do you do that? How's he going to close them down? He's not going to close them down. It's just, it's, it's again, case of them doing what they claim he will do. It's their game. It's what they play. And they know they're playing it. And it's dangerous. Now, speaking of playing games, Boy, did we did we have a fun time with uh, Kamala Harris yesterday, did we not? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, she was on The View. We played a couple of cuts from The View, and she said that she's terrified, right? Is that the word she used? Terrified uh, of the prospect of, of Trump winning. And so The View started uh, out talking about this um, and defending her by playing a clip from Fox of uh, them criticizing Harris for saying that she's scared of Trump. Um, here is uh, cut number 240, uh, don't tell me, 242. The question is, what are they scared of? It's like, do MAGA supporters have some type of disease or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you folks are the snowflakiest people I've ever seen. <laughs> you don't know what she's scared of? You don't know? You haven't been listening to what this man has said he's going to do on day one, how he's treated women. You don't think we're uncomfortable when somebody says, yeah, I'm the guy that got rid of, you know, Roe versus Wade. What do you mean, what are you scared of? You're uh, OK. 
I'll just well, pose the question. <laughs> you know, it's too, I can't mess up now. <laughs> but what you just said, yes, the guy himself has said, I'm going to be a dictator on day one. I'm going to roll back Roe v. Wade. One of the few times he actually told the truth. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is what you should be scared of. And Kamala, basically, she's not personally scared. She's scared for the country. Right. Because the country will have a problem if he is in office. And he also will go after his enemies. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I, I think. I think Alyssa's at risk the most. Yeah, yeah she's Sarah Haynes saying, I think Alyssa's at risk the most because Alyssa Farrah Griffin worked for Trump. Um, you see? You see how they do it? You see how they do it? Oh, he's going to go after his enemies, meaning us. Oh, you better start packing for camp, I guess, right? <laughs> he's, and she, they keep repeating the lie, the lie, the lie. Uh, he always because he says he's going to be dictator on day one. No, he said for day one only. Not yet. I mean, it's just look. They, they, that's who they are. That's what this is. That's what this is. And Kamala's not scared herself for herself. She's scared for the country. Oh, oh, good for Kamala. Here's cut uh, 243. <laughs> I, I think that's what I took away from it. You know, I mean, yes, she's the second most powerful person in the world, and she's telling you, be very, very afraid. Yeah, yeah. She's explaining to you that our, our democracy really is an experiment. We're a very young country, and that experiment can fail on, in the hands mm -hmm. of a dictator. Mm -hmm. We've seen it happen in history. There have been great nations that no longer exists because of someone like a Donald Trump. And so I want the second most powerful person in the world who happens to be a woman. Tell me, be very, very afraid. And what I liked about the interview yesterday is that she point I hope I never hear again she is not qualified to be the president that's right because she had the temperament she had the knowledge she had the demeanor she had it all and I think she proved to the world in my opinion she is ready to be that heartbeat away. oh yes she's so ready to be that heartbeat away isn't she oh now that settles it Yes, Kamala, forget everything you've seen and heard from this laughing hyena uh, for, who can't put, you know, who can't put sentences together for three years. She was on The View for 15 minutes and she put an end to anyone who would dare say she's not qualified. What an what a performance she gave <laughs> by saying she's scared. Oh, please, 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 please. Oh, my God. Now, speaking of Kamala, there's all kinds of theories out there. That, and there's all kinds of questions. If Joe doesn't run, let's say he drops out um, before the convention. What, who, what happens? Well, some people think Michelle. Some think, people think Gavin Newsom. I haven't heard anybody say, well, of course, it'll be Kamala. Because Kamala will get 3% of the vote. So... It can't be Kamala, right? Or no? Or am I wrong? Interesting. Um, don't forget, I told you about a piece in a, in a, in a paper that talked about uh, the other day, New York Times, whatever, that how Kamala misses so much going home to California. She, she just misses going back to home to California so much. 
that could be a groundwork that's being laid. Uh, and Obama could promise her that she'll be nominated for the <laughs> Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, um, Tucker Carlson has a theory of what the Democrats are trying to do and specifically about Kamala Harris and had some interesting, uh, an interesting description of what she represents. So let's uh, go here uh, to cut uh, 224. Now, if Nikki Haley wins or even does very well in New Hampshire, it'll be a big story, of course, and we'll hear a lot about it. But then what happens? It's a long primary process. New Hampshire is just one small, heavily wooded state out of 50. Will Republicans in other states back Nikki Haley too? Will she win a string of these? Well, they're not gonna vote for her voluntarily. Haley can only become the Republican nominee if Republican primary voters have no one else to vote for. So the plan works like this. Ron DeSantis drops out after losing a few contests in a row. He simply runs out of money and has to head back to Florida. That could happen. And at that point, liberal donors swing as a block behind Nikki Haley, giving her bottomless resources. That's already happening right now. And then critically, Donald Trump goes to jail. And that could happen too, to be honest. And at that point, bam, Nikki Haley wins the Republican nomination by default. Now, it's not a foolproof plan. A lot could go wrong. But at this point, it's the only plan. It's all that Democrats have. Okay. He'll explain it further in a second. But of course, if Donald Trump goes to jail, that doesn't disqualify him legally from being the nominee or the president. So I'm not sure exactly what he says. Bam, it's over. I guess he's saying, you know, not enough Republicans will vote for him. They'll tr they'll look for another alternative if he is in jail. Okay. Um, now, why is he saying Democrats would be funding Nikki Haley? Because basically this way, Democrat, according to Tucker, Democrats can't lose. They either get Biden or they get Haley. And to him, it's kind of one and the same. So here's a uh, cut 225. Joe Biden is going to have a very hard time getting reelected, much less serving another term. It's impossible to imagine that. Yet the party cannot replace him because that would leave Kamala Harris, who is even more unpopular than he is. Because Harris is a member of the new master race, she cannot be booted off a presidential ticket. She must be shown maximum respect at all times, no matter what she says or does. And so that means the Democratic Party is stuck with two fatally unpopular candidates. It's their doing, of course, but it's a massive problem. They can't get out of it. So their only option at this point is to run a Republican who has the same views as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And that is exactly what they're doing right now, no matter what they tell you. And that candidate's name is Nikki Haley. It's an interesting theory, uh, but did you hear how he described Kamala and why they can't mess with her? He said she's a member of the master race. Now you'd have to ask him exactly what he means by that, um, but I think I have a pretty good idea. I think we all have a pretty good idea. You know, she's a woman of color. Uh, so that's two boxes right there. Uh, she's not a lesbian, as far as we know, like uh, the uh, self-proclaimed historical figure, um, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, although she is an historic figure on her own, uh, of her own merit, uh, Kamala Harris, because she's a vice president, first female vice president. 
So there you go. So, you know, take it, take it for what it's worth, uh, Tucker's theory and, and the whole thing. I want you to hear Joe Biden. Um, he was asked a question today about us, our continued bombing of the Houthis in Yemen, the Iran-backed group that is wreaking havoc in the Red Sea um, and ships. So here is uh, cut 244. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Okay. So is the bombing working? It depends what you mean. It's not going to stop them. Well, don't you want to stop them? What kind of answer is that? It's almost as if, you know, it's, it's a, he, he vaguely remembers, oh, yeah, we, we're not out to stop them. We're just out to make it more difficult for them. Now, this is the man who took the Houthis off the, the uh, uh, he declassified them as a terrorist group, recognized by the U.S. as a terrorist group when he came to office. Why would he do that? Barack Obama, you'd have to ask Barack Obama why he did that. Now, this is, um, this is weird. He now has, some people are saying, classified them again. Um, it says Biden administration flip-flops on Houthi terrorist designation after repeated attacks against U.S. interests. But he didn't put them back on the U.S. terror list. He he, he um, they've now been designated as, quote, a, spe a specially designated global terrorist. This helps impede terrorist funding to the Houthis, according to national security official Jake Sullivan. From what I've heard, um, it doesn't necessarily, for instance, ban Houthis members from coming to the United States. Now, I heard a Democrat when asked that question laugh and say, ha, 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 yeah, like they're going to come to the United States. <laughs> well, why didn't you go all the way? It appears Biden went halfway in reclassifying them after he took away their terrorist designation. He made them now a kind of a terrorist organization, but not the full terrorist organization as we recognize them under Trump. Why? Why? Well, doesn't it kind of go along with is the bombing been effective? Is the, is the bombing working? Oh, you mean to stop them? No. <laughs> what is that? The next thing would be, well, so far, no. But we're going to ramp it up because we need to stop them. Can we, can we play? Um, and, and I'm sorry, I went out of order. Once again, I thank you for uh, bearing with me. Uh, can we go to 244, play it one more time? Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well... When you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. So they're going to continue, but are they stopping the Houthis? No. <laughs> so they're going to continue? Shouldn't you say we're going to make them stop? They will stop because they ain't seen nothing yet? Shouldn't he have gone into his there's nothing America can't do speech? And it's like, no, you know, we'll keep bombing. Not going to stop them. You know, it looks good for me, but, you know, 
Somebody loves Iran. Somebody has a, um, an obsession, a need to be loved by the Ayatollah, as he did when he was president of the United States. And that's, of course, Barack Obama. So can't bomb him too hard. What a world. What a world. All right, folks, we have one final segment left in the hour. And uh, we'll come back with it. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, it comes as no surprise to anyone. I'm not surprised. Are you? I'm sure you're not surprised. That Ray Epps, the Asian provocateur that was urging people to not only enter the Capitol, but to oppose Capitol Police, has been sentenced to 100 hours of community service, a modest financial fine, and a year probation. People are screaming out that there's no justice in this world, and yes, congratulations, you figured it out. None of these criminals will ever be held responsible, at least on Earth. Unfortunately for them, I think that they're going to find out too late that ultimately there is accountability. We can only have faith that that is going to happen and all we can control is our own reactions. So stay frosty, patriots. Don't rise to the bait. Don't let them goad you into untoward actions. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Whatever happened to good? It's a word that gets thrown around a lot, and it's become our automatic answer to so much. Hey, how's things? Good. Your mom, your weekend? Good, good. Is good even that good anymore? At the Salvos, we believe good deserves better. Let's reclaim its true meaning. To us, good has always been about making a difference, and good never picks or chooses who it helps. Isn't it time we all remember what good really means? You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you back. A a federal jury has been seated uh, in New York. That was, I think, on Tuesday of this week. Uh, They're going to determine how much money Donald Trump owes uh, E. Jean Carroll for comments he made in 2019 uh, for denying that he sexually assaulted her. Of course, uh, this is the second trial related to this uh, whole shebang. In May of 2023, a jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation in a separate case, awarding Carol $5 million in damages. He then went on to, to continue to talk about her. She's suing him again. But he was found guilty of sexual abuse, not rape by the jury. The judge subsequently, now keep this, this is important, subsequently wrote several things that say, uh, well, even though it, he was found guilty of sexual abuse, you know, textbook wise or under the law, you know, what he did, that sexual abuse uh, involved penetration. So technically it is rape, but that's not what the jury found. It was sexual abuse. Okay. So that's legally what he was found guilty of. Keep that in mind as you hear from none other than Joe Scarborough uh, with little Mika sitting there nodding her approval and getting a word in, you know, when she's allowed to, uh, one or two words at a time. Here is cut, to, here's cut to two, uh, 
29. I come here. I meet with great groups in New Hampshire. I then get on a plane late at night when it's snowing and freezing out. Wonderful. And the pilots say, sir, it's going to be tough. And I get there early in the morning. I go to a Biden witch hunt. And then I come here in the afternoon and I stop and we make speeches and we get your votes and all that stuff. But nobody's ever had to do this before. Well, you know, people didn't do it before because usually candidates who judges say are rapists don't usually get this far. But what we found in Iowa a couple of nights ago was, well, Iowa Republicans that voted those 14 percent, they like their presidential candidates that are called rapists by judges. And they like their presidential candidates that steal nuclear secrets. And repeatedly and, defame women. And they like their presidential candidates okay. that repeatedly defame women. Okay, you get the point. By Joe Scarborough saying that Trump has been called, uh, described as a rapist by a judge, or judges, I don't know which other judges he's talking about, uh, it's misleading at best. Uh, on purpose, I believe, obviously, because he keeps repeating it. Uh, it implies to me, if I didn't know better, that the judge in the case found, as a matter of law, in court, and declared in court, as a matter of law, in that case, that Trump raped this woman. Now, the judge may say after the fact, out of court or whatever, um, well, technically it is rape, but the jury did not find him guilty of rape. The jury found him guilty of sexual abuse. Look, are we nitpicking? Yeah. But what, what, what Scarborough is trying to do here, in my view, is give the impression to people that he was convicted of rape. And that's not the case. Here's the next cut. Here's uh, cut number 230. This guy's complaining because, you know, as the judge said, under any definition of rape, he raped a woman. Right. And then decided to defame her again. He just didn't have to be in court today. And so that's why he's going to court. Not, uh, Yesterday that, or today. That's not a Biden witch hunt. That's... That's Donald Trump's past finally catching up with him. But again, we can keep going over those I.O. results. But people in Iowa said, not only do they like their candidates, the judges say raped women, they're more likely to vote for their candidates mm. if judges say they raped I women wish we were and they stole nuclear secrets and they they gave away plans let let people on their own campaign yeah, it's actually hear, not a joke hear top secret plans on America's plans to invade Iran <sighs> that's that's Iowa nice baby that's <laughs> Iowa nice is defined in 2024 Republicans again in 2024 they like guys that like break the law and rape women Okay, let me read you from uh, CBS News, the story of the jury selection uh, uh, for damages in this case that, that, that I just mentioned. It's the trial's going to start. The jury's been selected. Each time Judge Lewis Kaplan stated that Trump had, quote, sexually assaulted Carol or that the current trial is about damages, Trump could be seen shaking his head. 
So the Trump in this, the Trump, the judge in this case didn't sit there and say that Trump had raped Carol. He said sexually assaulted. And I'm no lawyer, but I guess the reason he said sexually assaulted Carol is because he was found guilty by a jury of sexually assaulting Carol. The jury did not find rape. The judge subsequently mentioned that it fits the definition, but that's not where the legal status goes. The case will be, if it's read back, if it's uh, referred to, if it's, you look at it, what did the jury find him guilty of? Sexual assault. So Scarborough can misrepresent it all he wants because he's on the left and nobody, uh, and nobody says, but I, I wonder if Trump could sue him. Well, no, no, because you see, he said, the judge said, he didn't say the jury found, He's playing it very smart, Scarborough. He never said the jury found him guilty of rape. He says the, the, the Republicans voted for a man who the a judge keeps saying raped a woman. Well, but that's not what the, the jury found. It's, it, it's a difference. I mean, for what it's worth. We know why he's using that language. We know what he's doing. And it's not true that it, you know, he wasn't convicted of rape. Now, Scarborough never said he was convicted, but by saying a judge repeatedly said that makes it sound to people who don't know did a judge decide the case did a jury it makes it sound like oh a judge found that he raped the woman and that's boom that's the legal finding of the case but it's not just another example of the bull that parades around as media <laughs> and i might add donald trump is the man that 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 uh after Mika left her husband, longtime husband, for Joe, and they were going to get married, as they have, but when they were going to get married, I believe, I mean, either they, they wanted Trump to do the ceremony. They wanted Trump to do the ceremony, and he didn't. And I don't know, but it seems to me from my memory that it was about that time that whoosh, everything flipped. I'm not saying they wouldn't have flipped on Trump anyway. I'm not saying that's what precipitated it. I'm saying that's the impression I get when I, my, when I go into my memory and I, I look back on it. But, but, but they wanted Trump to marry him. So he was good enough to marry them, you know, around what, two, 2015 or something around there, 16? I don't know, probably 15. I don't know, somewhere around there. But now he's a rapist and he's Hitler. <laughs> all right folks god willing tomorrow we'll do it again uh tell your friends tell your enemies same time same place 9 p.m eastern right here on tnt